make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial subjects and uh, you're not impolite to people. Oh, definitely not, Dad. You know me. I'm never, <laughs> ever controversial or yeah, impolite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to Conversations with your lovable, never pisses anyone off, never been banned from Facebook or YouTube, never been sabotaged or censored for politely expressing a difference of opinion, ex-Muslim host Ina, keeping it non-controversial. This did not happen in a vacuum. Three people died last Friday as a result of a Nazi rally in the U.S. in Charlottesville, Virginia. This is 20-fucking-17. Trump has failed to adequately denounce the Nazis and instead engaged in some vague, weak, pathetic idiocy about condemning all sides, which has pleased the Nazis greatly. This is the man who shrieked about politicians not saying the words radical Islamic terrorism. But obviously, his own standards don't apply to him. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They don't apply to him until the pressure and shaming and mockery become too much. Because, looks like, just before I hit publish on this, Donnie has indeed issued a public statement with specific condemnations of racism. Nice job reading the teleprompter, Don. But this is a little late, don't you think? Your vague words right after were telling, however. And now, look, you've had to alienate your base. It's sad. Anyway, the takes on Twitter are painful. The sheer volume of whataboutery. Both sides are bad bullshit. And the real problem has been the left using the word Nazi too many times. You call people Nazi, you turn them into Nazis. There's just so much of that kind of thing. You'd think it would be the easiest thing in the world to clearly and crisply denounce these Nazis, but no. If calling people that are not Nazis turn them into Nazis somehow, then as someone beautifully pointed out on Twitter, what about the term feminazi? What about that, huh? It's been used for fucking ever. Why hasn't that turned feminists into Nazis by now? And then there's the pedantic asshole type of apologetics. Um, actually, they're not technically Nazis because Nazis don't exist outside of 1940s Nazi Germany. Something I've in the past heard Dave Rubin say pretty much word for word in a conversation with Dennis Prager. I've seen other prominent atheists say, but, but Richard Spencer isn't a Nazi. You can't call him a Nazi. He isn't a member of a Nazi party, and nor does he identify as a Nazi. None of these types have a problem calling people Islamists, even though they don't self-identify as Islamists, I'll tell you. It should be straightforward and clear-cut to condemn something like white supremacy or Nazism with no ifs or buts especially in the atheist scene, the group that complained rightfully about many who were unable to denounce Islamic terrorism without making excuses. You'd think it would be this group, if any, that would not engage in that kind of apologetics, excuse-making, or deflection, because they have spent the past few years calling that very behavior out when it comes to Islamism. 
And I've stood shoulder to shoulder with my fellow atheists on that. But imagine my surprise when I discover that this straight-shooting, calling a spade a spade, no BS attitude and scrutiny are only reserved for the other. Hmm. You should have seen my Twitter mentions. The thing is, many of us assumed that because this group saw through the bullshit of people making excuses for Islamists, they'd also quickly see through the bullshit of people making excuses for Nazis. But we never really had a climate before where this was actually tested. So maybe the one sort of useful thing that Trump has done, I suppose, is expose a lot of quote-unquote rational skeptics that were simply jumping on the Islam critical bandwagon not because they are rational, balanced critics of all religion, but because they actually have a soft spot for the anti-Muslim Western right. And that shines through now more and more. Up until now, many were able to mask it through vague, neutral, empty condemnations of the Western far right. But when it came down to it, they simply didn't measure up. They said things like, oh, we shouldn't let the far right hijack our criticisms of Islam. But then Dave Rubin came along and started pushing actual far-right folks as legit critics, and they tolerated it. They supported it. They swallowed it right up. Not only that, but they actively opposed criticism of it. And then, this both-sides-are-bad bullshit, right after someone has been deliberately plowed down and murdered by a Nazi is as bad as the lefties you decried who blame the West right after a terror attack. Condemn the violent terrorist first and foremost, in any case, no matter the color of their skin. And then later on, down the line, there will be plenty of time to analyze and talk about the root causes or whatever. I'm a woman who grew up under Sharia, though... My enemies will tell you that's a lie because in Saudi I had access to a community pool and a safe place to go away from the morality police, so I wasn't exposed to them 24-7. Oh, I know, I know. You're not really committed to Sharia, Aina, unless you're getting whipped daily by the morality police. Put your heart into it. (laughs) I digress, but my point is this. Growing up under Sharia in a country like Saudi Arabia, which is openly racist, misogynistic, and extremely conservative, I've seen what such fear and hatred of those different from yourself can lead to. As a humanist and atheist, I've always approached criticism of religion from the angle of opposing the bigotry codified within these archaic codes of morality. I'm not about to excuse it outside of religion. But the sad part is, for many, that's where it stops. Oh, it's one of us atheists perpetuating bigotry? A fellow critic of Islam? Oh, no, 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 no. We cannot take a strong stance against it. No one has been better for exposing this than my pal Dave Rubin. How many atheists, rational, skeptic, Ex-Muslims even sat silently when he promoted and legitimized literal rape apologist Mike Cernovich. In fact, I heard some people were upset I even pointed it out. How many were neutral? 
When he sanitized scum of the earth, Sandy Hook conspiracy theorist Alex Jones as someone who was unjustly taken out of context. When he platformed and popularized one white genocider after another. When most recently he explicitly said to his audience that Ms. Migrants are cockroaches, we need a final solution after Manchester Katie Hopkins isn't bigoted or racist at all from what he's seen. And note, how many have stepped up to defend him when he was so much as called alt-right or said to be profiting off the alt-right, which he demonstrably is? How many of them have supported Dave Rubin and benefited from his platform when he has been a huge contributor to shifting the window of discussion far to the right in the atheist scene when he has repeatedly minimized the harmfulness of the alt-right and even said he found comedic value in their memes, all the while bashing the left for everything under the sun. Even Google Doodles were intolerable to Dave Rubin because the left and their SJW agenda of diversity. Meanwhile, ah, the alt-right oven memes? They're just shitposting, trolling, looking for attention. Never mind those guys. How many people went along with that or were silent in the face of that? It actually nauseated me a bit to see some of Dave's supporters and defenders calling out the Nazis in Charlottesville as if they've always been on the right side of this, oblivious to the fact that some of us can see they've contributed to protecting a far-right propagandist. I mean, if it takes swastikas and burning torches for you to call it out, but you work hard at protecting the softer, more intellectualized forms of racism, then you are possibly protecting something more dangerous than this overt form of hate, the kind that can gain more traction and legitimacy than these idiots who gave up their plausible deniability by proudly bearing the symbols of hate. If you need literal torches to condemn racism in 2017, the era of LOL ironic Nazi flags and seemingly harmless cartoon frogs, then you are at best a useful idiot and at worst a sympathizer. Your condemnations of what happened in Charlottesville were hollow and meaningless because tomorrow you'll go right back to protecting the guy who sanitizes and legitimizes white nationalists like Lauren Southern or hate mongers using Nazi-esque rhetoric like Katie Hopkins. Just as I'm recording this, I came across Michael Shermer's wonderful skeptical take on white supremacy after Charlottesville. Oh, and... It's to ignore them? This tweet is from yesterday evening, so I'm pretty sure you'd have known about the deaths at this point. What a useful thing to say, eh? Imagine what the response would be to someone telling people to ignore Islamism right after an attack had occurred. Oh, there's another another tweet here. Clarification, he says. Maybe this will be a straight-up condemnation. Um... Nope. <laughs> Clarification, if you punch white supremacists slash Nazis, they punch back. Escalating violence can result in deaths and rarely results in peace. Oh. Okay, there's another tweet. Maybe this will be the condemnation without whatabouty. Nope. 
punching a Nazi engages the moral module but rarely results in moral progress. Violence begets violence, which is why MLK Jr. was against it. Oh, uh, I'm at a loss for words, really. Seriously. But what else should we expect from the guy who thinks open racist and misogynist Stefan Molyneux is one of the most articulate podcasters for reason? The guy who published a glowing review of Milo's book in his magazine. This is where we're at. When a mild, straightforward condemnation of white supremacy, which should be a basic for any decent human, is something that many would applaud because that's how low the bar is. This is where we're at. Oh, look, here's a Gad Sad tweet. Ideology A is responsible for 13 bazillion terror attacks and ideology B is responsible for two Heroes strictly outraged by B. <sighs> Where to begin? Firstly, it's not two at all, Gad. Way to minimize that, you apologist. Secondly, these guys seemingly have a friend in the White House, which ups the cause for alarm. Oh, but I forget, you actually like Trump. And then... It's not at all true, because some of us have been outraged by them all, all kinds of terror attacks, and speaking about them without the whataboutery you display here. Also, you might want to consider that perhaps it scares people, especially when an ideology they thought they had gotten rid of from their society many decades ago is now returning and rising again. People in the West, though of course alarmed by any terror attack, will feel more terrified when it's creeping back closer to home, as opposed to jihadists, which people can think of as some distant other cancer. They're not right in thinking that, because many jihadists are indeed homegrown and a part of Western society. Many Westerners are recruited, etc., but I'm explaining the possible thinking behind the proportionality of alarm, because your reductive, simplistic tweet certainly didn't. My point is, this stuff in Charlottesville didn't just happen out of the blue. Things have been shifting for a while. And there were those of us who warned against it, which was not the popular stance, and there were those of us who benefited from it while repeatedly bashing the left in this Trumpian era. If you belong to the latter, then I simply must say your condemnations, if they exist, of white supremacy and the Charlottesville Nazis are hollow. As hollow as the so-called moderate Muslims you rightfully complained about that remain silent or neutral in the face of rising Islamism. My heart goes out to the victims, their friends, and families who suffered this loss. We must shed tribalism and in-group favoritism, especially when it comes to fighting bigotry. Most importantly, we must fight it in our own tribes. I don't mean the Dave style, I'm just a leftist trying to clean up my own side stuff. No, I mean really. You really got to get ahead of it and call it out. If bigotry and hate is rising in the groups you identify with, 
That's been my advice to people of Muslim background, to people on the left in the past. And now it's what I must say to my fellow atheists. It's valuable to do this because it's within our own groups that our voices hold the most weight. Thanks for listening to another episode of Polite Conversations. You can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it, making some noise about it, or contributing via Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. No Ian Mangoes. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at nice mangoes. If you want to make a one-time donation instead of a monthly Patreon one, you can do so via PayPal. NiceMangoes.blog at gmail.com. Remember, no Ian Mangoes. If you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest, you can email me there too. A special thanks to Dylan Beck for theme music, sound, and production help. <laughs>